Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. The powerful and unmistakable sound of Nina Simone with Feeling Good. Good morning to you. This is Jazz FM and you're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Jazz Shapers is, of course, the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a giant from the world of business, a business shaper. And my giant this morning is Mr. Dominic List. He is the founder of Comtact, an interesting name indeed. It's a cloud and infrastructure managed service business and very big too, even if you hadn't heard of it. He's also many other things and he even appeared on A Secret Millionaire a few years ago. You'll be hearing lots from Dominic very shortly. In addition to hearing from him, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And as well as all of that, of course, you know you're going to hear some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Carmen Lundy, Bill Withers, and this from Banda Magda, it's Doralice. <laughs> O bem que eu te sou olha sembrulhada que vou me meter Agora amor, tu realice o bem como é que nós vamos fazer Tu realice o bem que eu te sou amar, tu realiza a bobagem nos that was Banda Magda and Doralise. What a lovely, happy, chirpy song indeed. Dominic List is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers. And Dominic, as I said earlier, is the founder of a business interestingly named called Comtact. Not anything else, it's Comtact, just in case you didn't catch that. It's a cloud business. I'm going to stop there uh, and I'm going to say hello and thank you so much for joining me this morning. Comtact, which is your current business, your chair of it, and you founded it, and we'll come into what it means, is not your first business, Dominic. Just give me a little bit of a sense of where you got the bug to do your own thing. Um, <clears throat> good morning, by the way. Um, so when I got the bug to do my own thing, I, th- I think my father was very influential. He's a, a self-made man in the Midlands as well, and he'd started quite a few businesses uh, based around Stoke-on-Trent. And uh, so I suppose growing up, I got to, to, to be around another entrepreneur and, and kind of get the excitement of seeing someone run their own business. But I, I think also as well, you know, from a very early age, I think I had a bit of a flair for it. I don't know, perhaps that was uh, some genetics going on there, but even at four years old, I did my first deal and put a, I had my old bicycle for sale and uh, at four and, and put a, a, a sign at the end of our drive which said bike for sale up this drive and it was the number four and then sale spelt S-A-I-L so, <laughs> so even at four I was uh, had a bit of an aptitude to do a deal and, and try and do a bit of marketing and sales as well Well that's you did start early and just to be clear we'll talk a bit about contact so people get a sense of just how big this business is this is one of the fastest growing businesses in, in the technology space you created it back I think in uh, was it around 2005? Is That's that right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah 2005, yeah. it's won a various number of accolades, extraordinary number of kind of fast growth um, business indicators. The UK Deloitte Technology Fast 50, you're in the Technology Fast 500 across Europe, Middle East and Africa. Sunday Times, 100 fastest growing companies, I think in 2010 and 2011. You've gone from a very small start to kind of a turnovers of, of, of millions. Do you think, um, have you found that easy? 
because you strike me as a pretty relaxed guy. Obviously, we don't know each other well, but you know these are a lot, these are big things to have happened in in a relatively short space of time. Yeah, I think um, have I found it easy? Absolutely not. Um, I think every every day is a challenge, and, and and probably I think you know my my song towards the end might reveal a bit of that. Um, but uh, you know, I, th- I think very much you know, as in life, you, you get out what you put in. It's a very hackneyed phrase, but it, it's very true. And uh, and I, I can directly attribute you know a lot of my luck in business, if you like, to just getting out there and making making my own luck. I suppose. I mean, and just thinking about, and, and if I'm right, you have done, and you talked about being four years old and doing your first deal. You've also slogged. I mean, you've worked in factories, you've worked in warehouses, you've worked in sewage treatment plants. I'm assuming that's when you were younger and just you needed money. That's right. What drove you to do that? Was it the fact that your dad had always said, you know, get on your bike and off you go, or, 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 or was it just this? I actually need some money. And I want to go and buy some nice things. What was driving you then? Do you think it was a bit of both actually? I think some very good learnings from my father. You, you know, again, like I said, it was a, it was a self-made man, and so he was always, you know, very strong to encourage me, get out there, son, you know, make your own, you know, luck and, and things like that. Not that it, I had to start my own business, but just, you know, you, you, you know, it's your world for the taking, as it were. But then also as well, uh, growing up in, in Stoke-on-Trent in the Midlands, there wasn't a lot of jobs available, so the, those are the kind of jobs that were available. Uh, and actually, I, I think it was a very good process for me to go to because of certain jobs, i.e. working at a sewage factory, which personally I didn't find that enjoyable and it, it kind of um, forged you a bit to, to go on and, and do other things in life and actually find out what you did enjoy doing. Stay with me to find out exactly what Dominic List did enjoy doing because he's done it really, really well and to great effect. Time for some music in the meantime. This is Carmen Lundy and Simfiwe Dana with Grace. walked for so long with our heads to the ground amazing grace that was the soulful sound of Carmen Lunde and Sim Fiwe Dana and Grace you're listening to me Elliot Moss and I'm here with my business shaper today Dominic List and Dominic List is the founder and still the chairman of a really interesting business with a very difficult name he's done it on purpose called Comtact and it's a it's a cloud-based business and the world of technology Dominic has gone that way it doesn't need to be anywhere except sort of above and, and around the you know the, the the hard drives and even the software that we that we use every day and various things just give me a bit of an understanding about what Comtact is delivering to business so that, that people get a sense of that so um, we do uh, we do all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, if you like. We, we call it the, sort of the, the plumbing. So we, we, we engage with large businesses, and also we do a lot in healthcare as well. So there's a division called Contact Healthcare. And predominantly, we're, we're trying to get large businesses uh, to work effectively. So there's a lot of applications that you use it every day. You know, Microsoft Outlook you know, is, a, is a classic one that most people use in the business world every day. And, and your access to internet, access to your finance packages and things like that. Um, so we don't do that bit. We do every everything that fits behind that basically so those applications sit on servers they need to be connected together via the internet or uh, your internal business connections you need you need those things to run reliably uh, in what we call in, in our term uptime basically so it's all about getting more uptime good lord uptime Up uptime 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 yeah, okay, yeah. Good. sounds so like a bit of a northern phrase very, but it's not it's, yeah, very, yeah. it's very early for that kind of stuff <laughs> but anyway good um the thing i find interesting is i've um 
researched uh, you and, and, and your business is that what you said, I believe, is that you thought there'd be an opportunity in the world of technology, which is all around us and which for the last 15, 20 years has exploded. And now you, you know, everything we do is behind a click of a button in some form, whether it's at work or at, or at home. You said there's an opportunity to take a more consultative approach um, to the way that businesses can be transformed by technology. In other words, it isn't just about selling stuff. How did you, and then you bridged the two, and obviously that yeah. bridge has led you to a multi-million pound business. What made you realise that at the time? What was the observation from? Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, like a lot of people, I, I was, uh, I-, I quite liked technology, so that it-, it was a natural choice for me when I when I left university to get into some sort of technology. Um, I-, I quite fancied designing Formula One cars, actually, but that didn't quite work out, unfortunately. Um, uh, but always like gadgets, and so the t- sort of technology arena really sort of um, uh, seemed fairly obvious to me. And uh, when I when I was working, I, I started out working for other people, and I noticed that uh, you know a lot of companies struggle with IT, um, and I could see that actually, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of businesses spent time, way too much time and effort, focusing on trying to get their IT to work, and the companies that were helping them didn't typically want to work together in a very cohesive ma- fashion. Every, everyone was delivering their bit, um, and 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 companies were spending a huge amount of time not getting things working particularly well. So I, I, the, the kind of vision was was actually okay. We need to get all those bits working together yeah. very well. We need to deliver what's important to the business that really those business applications just work. That's all businesses want. They want to use these applications because yeah. they know it delivers better productivity uh, and better communication, but they just want them to work. And that was the kind of the vision, if you like. So so we don't go in there and just do bits of it. We just say, we'll get all of it to work we'll in, in a it. very simple fashion and yeah. we'll just make it work all the time. Well, you can come and work with me anytime you like. <laughs> I think we'd all, and people listening probably go, yes, please, to me too. The truth behind getting that business going, though, and that's a laudable goal, uh, was that you literally had to pretty much sell everything. You sold your sports car, and I know you're a keen uh, driver. Massive, yeah. Massive. You sold the car, you remortgaged your flat, you took out credit card loans, and you took £30,000 from a business that you'd, I I believe, that... um, you'd, you'd, you'd made earlier, you'd created earlier. You essentially got 100 grand together off your own back. How close were you to thinking, I'm never going to get this money or this business off the ground? Oh, you have that every day. I think, I think that most people who started their own businesses will say the first three years are really the difficult times, I think. You know, you've, you've got your idea, you've got your vision, you see your gap in the market, or maybe you've got a new product or venture, and, and, and that's the bit you start with. So the, the reality is, until you really get going, there's a lot of stuff, I always say this to people, you just don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and it sounds pretty obvious, but... It's it, the Rumsfeldian view <laughs> of, of the world of business. But you were young as well. I mean, you're still young, but you were early 30s at this point. Yeah, late twenties. Actually, late twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, this is you know, fan- uh, big, big shoulders. Or did you not think of it like that? Was it just I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny world, isn't it? Really, because I think at the time I was I was fairly young, but now, you see, now nowadays you see Mark Zuckerberg starting at you know when he's in his college dormitory and things like that. So, although obviously, as we all know, he, he's fairly exceptional and, and not not really the norm. But you know, I think if you take the view that. Uh, you know, it's it's big and scary. You, you never do it. It's just a bit that you have just got to at some point stand at the end of the diving board, just jump off, you know. Find out when, when my business shaper, Dominic, actually did jump off. Latest travel, though, first in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Uh, hello, my name's Greg Campbell. I'm a partner in the employment department at Mishkondorea. I've been practising in employment law for 20 years now. And at Mishkondorea, we act for an interesting range of clients. Unusually for an employment department, we act both for senior executives 
and for corporate employers. So we get an interesting view of both sides of the employment relationship. The most important thing in any employment relationship is to have clarity of communication. Most of the problems I see come from people either communicating badly or not at all. Uh, Most fundamentally you see this where people work with their friends or with people they grow to like and then a problem comes up and they're too afraid to deal with it. The only thing I can tell you is that a problem ignored gets worse and worse and worse until it explodes in a complete disaster for the organisation. If there is an itch, scratch it, do not wait for things to become so bad that you have to amputate the limb. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, you can catch me talking to a really interesting and obviously successful shaper of the world of business. If you miss the Saturday slot, then go into iTunes. There are almost 150 business shapers in there. If you happen to go in and want to find them in City AM, you can do so, or even FT.com, or even British Airways High Life when you're next travelling with them. Lots of places. Dominic List is my business shaper today, and we've been talking about how we got the money together, about a vision for how IT should just be about making things work you don't have not everyone needs to see what's underneath the bonnet they just want to know the car's going to work and about how you got going and Dominic we, were, we left you on the top of the diving board just about to dive in you said those first three years were tough where did you go for solace what made you say no I'm not going to give up were there people around you that you really that supported you or is it a sense of the of the internal strength that you had yeah, I think I think a combination of everything really. I've been very fortunate that I've uh, you know I was I was one of four as a, a child, and I've got a, you know a very good strong family and mum and dad, and they're very supportive. Um, uh, and then certain friends around you. I think there's certain friends who are just going to get. I, I suppose the, the challenge is when you're doing your own business. Most people, most of my peers, which is quite normal, were employed. So so a lot of the challenges, a lot of stress you were going through, they they, they couldn't em- uh, empathise with, and and you had. Um, you know, so uh, lots of conversations I find quite frustrating where people say, oh, it's great, you run your own business, so you can take Fridays off and this and that. I'm like, no, no, actually, I'm working all weekends and I work till 11, 12 o'clock at night. I shut the laptop off and I'm back in the office at seven in the morning. You know, that's, that, that is the reality of, of getting your business off the ground. And, and yeah, so there's, there's all kinds of things you have to do to try and kind of relieve the pressures of that. Family, family is a great one. And I'm, I'm a big supporter of, you know, family life in general, uh, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's listening to your favorite radio and, and chill out tunes and things like that. So there's, there's lots of ways you kind of deal with the issues that are presented to you. Having said all that, there are still those very dark days where you just think, what have I done? Is it going to happen? What do I do if we go bust tomorrow? And how do I cope with this situation when they just present themselves? So I've, I've, I've had some pretty stressful times as well. And in terms of the, the support thing, I mean, when you started in business, as we talked about quite a few years ago, it strikes me that then, A, it wasn't as fashionable to run your own business or people weren't talking about it as much as they are now. And B, there just weren't the kind of official and, and unofficial support groups that seem to have emerged. Is it true to say that now, if you're a young entrepreneur, there are more resources that you can tap into? You know, there are more startups last year in the UK than there have been in the last 10 years, I believe. There seems to be an acceptance and indeed uh, people embracing the notion of entrepreneurship and of putting groups together together and almost like you know a self-help group have you observed that is that true do you think things have changed or are you still really on your own i i think the market is absolutely trans uh, transformed in the uk and, and i'm i'm really happy of it and i'm a big advocate and sponsor and i, I do everything i can to try and inc- encourage entrepreneurship in the uk it, britain had, had the most in- incredible 
history, you know, we, never mind the empire, our, our inventiveness is, is known throughout the world, the Industrial Revolution, we started it, etc. Um, and and somehow, in, in a way, you know, especially when I was growing up at the back end of the, the 70s and things like that, you know, all of a sudden, uh, everything just seemed to have gone and, and British industry was collapsing and, and cars and, and all the rest of it. So, that, you know, we've, we've been through some very challenging times and I think for, for a lot of reasons, uh, actually, partly of which has been government stimulus, which has been great to see a bit of a change of attitude. The fact that entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs has come in fashion and we've had a bit of influence from the US, which we've taken on board as well. It's very much in vogue. And I'm I'm really, really happy about that. And I, I think there is a huge amount of support out there at the moment to, to be able to, to really get that business off the ground. Also, the market chain has changed as well. Things like access to the internet, access to information. You can go online now and watch a million videos of all the very famous business people in the world, how they did it. You can very quickly look up on your favorite search engine, you know, uh, uh, challenging problems. You can find your favorite law firm and things like that, you know. So, um, Or even listen to your favorite business shaper talking on jazz shapers, and it is Dominic Absolutely. List, and there's going to be more coming up from him very, very <laughs> shortly. Now, I promise you, uh, this is a fantastic track. It's from Bobby Darren. It's I Got Rhythm, and I challenge you not to get up and have a bit of a dance. I got rhythm, I got music, I got my gal who could ask for anything more. I got daisies in green pastures, I got my gal who could ask for anything more. Old man trouble. That was Bobby Darin and I Got Rhythm. I hope you've recovered. Dominic List is my business shaper and we've been talking about the different environment, Dominic, you were just talking then about before um, we heard Bobby Darin, all about the fact that the environment has fundamentally changed, government is supporting and so on. You have been a keen and important player in all of this and I, uh, I, I believe you set up something a couple of years ago, in fact last year, called the Dominic List Innovation Fund with Plymouth University. You are a backer of businesses, um, one most, I suppose, most publicly at the moment that people would know the, the Gandhi's business, uh, which is the flip-flop business, the remarkable brothers that survived the tsunami have set up a fantastic business. What is it that excites you about business? Because you've talked about the fact your passion for technology, um, you've gone and done it a few times. What is the thing that you still go, that's for me? Yeah, it's an interesting one. And I think every day I ask myself that same question. And, uh, and some days, you know, Every, some days you have your bad days and other days you just you're all absolutely on fire and, and you can you know you're going to take over the world and <laughs> shoot to the moon and everything what's the mood today uh very positive um things are going very well with gandhi's that we talked about um the other businesses are also doing really well so that, that's really positive you you've always got challenges um but what do i like uh, problem solving i think that's that's the key thing there's always problems in business and uh you know i've often said i, I could work 24 7 uh and still have problems to to deal with uh, you know a business will take as much input as you possibly can put into it and more basically and I think there's a there's very much a direct correlation between you know input and output of, of the business um, I like working with people I, I like um, helping others I like, I like encouraging others I like getting people to fit you know fulfill their p- potential certainly you know with the with the Gandhi's uh, and the flip-flops you know when those, those guys brought me that idea and, and, and told me about their background and things like that I was very moved and and just felt that I, I really should do something to you know try and get these guys to, to where they where I thought they could be uh, and, and I really saw the potential in them and, you, and it's clear why you love the love business and it's clear that obviously you're very good at it I think um, the other thing I, I read and I'll tell me if this is true you've kind of as you've got older 
thought about giving back in a much more sp- specific and structured way. And it doesn't, I don't mean formal, but just as in, I'm going to do that. Wh- when did that start to happen? Was there an epiphany when you went, you know what, it's not all about how much I'm going to make here? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I've never been, I wouldn't say I was massively charitable when I was growing up. I mean, I would, you know, I'd do things like Boy Scouts and do good things with the Boy Scouts and things like that. But um, I think there was a, a point where the business started to really take off and this, you know, contact and things started to go well and we had a bit of an upswell and all these awards, you know, started coming in and and it was just at that point and I and I just had this feeling that actually I was I was put on this earth to do more than just to sort of be successful in my own right. Um uh, and just really had this very, just very strong inner feeling that I should be doing something more that that had value, I suppose, in in, in, a, in a in a much broader sense. Uh, and and so very very early on started, you know, uh, an outfit called Telecoms for Charities, where we did cost price telecoms for charitable organisations. I was working with East London Development Agency to take on some youth there and try and give them legs up, and and just really sort of develop those ideas from there. Fantastic stuff. We're going to hear uh, a little bit more. It's going to be our final chat, unfortunately, with Dominic today. Uh, That's coming up after the traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. And you're also going to hear a track from Bill Withers, one of the greats. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Bill Withers and the iconic Use Me. Dominic List is my business shaper just for a few more minutes. And Dominic, we we started talking about your epiphany. You've been a very successful businessman. Um, You are helping. You've created your fund. You're helping other businesses. Um, Lots and lots of really, really good things. And you're on Secret Millionaire. That must have felt good. And and, and I've confided in many people that the, the last 10 minutes are always the best. I like the reveal. I like the bit where I have the cry and people give, you know, their, their money away. You're a very young man and you're still doing incredibly well. And, you know, as I, I interview many, many people and you tick every box, what's next? I mean, what, what can you possibly do to top what you've already done in such a short period of time? Well, that's a big question. Um, I, I think iteratively I'd like to do more of what I'm doing at the moment. So to, to help um, to help youth more, to, to be able to uh, continue to encourage entrepreneurship, uh, there's actually a number of sort of um, TV programs. I'm looking at um, supporting crowdfunding because I'm big believer in crowdfunding, uh, and that's a great access, you know, way to, for for startup and fledgling businesses to be able to access money. So I do a, quite a lot around supporting crowdfunding as well, and, and perhaps I'll do more of that. Um, and then, then really, I think it's just to keep on. I've always been a believer as well in if if you create more substance around yourself, then you can actually deliver more. You know, look at Bill Gates and his foundation, and and, and some of the transformational projects that he's involved in there. So I, I still want to sort of achieve in the business world, and and part of that achievement will then give me leverage to be able to just do more in that, of that social kind of stuff as well, which which gives me great satisfaction. 
Sounds like you might go again. You might set up another business. At oh, least. it's always a danger. Always a danger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but is that true? Is there something genetic in the in the type of person that you are that you are a sort of a serial entrepreneur that you will always do things because you'll get the business to a point and say, "Well, I think I've cracked the challenge." It doesn't mean it's good every day unless we've got a fantastic group of people delivering great every day. Yeah. But I'm kind of on to the next thing. Are you on to the next thing? Is there another thing already brewing? There, there is quite a lot of that stuff going on. I mean, I, you know, I, I get bought lots of different ideas every day, but it is about finding something. For me, I, I like the kind of worthy projects as well now. You know, I think something just a uh, commercial business it, is absolutely fine, but kind of another another exciting Gandhi's type opportunity, I think, would be great. Although, having said that, you know, the work we're doing with Gandhi's Foundation as well now, um, building the, the children's home out in Sri Lanka, I think, is is also a really exciting personal project for me. And actually, to, to actually build something physical, I think, adds in a whole new dimension as well so that's a, that's a very exciting project we're working on at the moment just before i ask you for your, about your song choice um l- last question i promise what what advice would you give someone listening going i want to set my own business up what would you say to them right now absolutely go for it i think that um i, I certainly think we should take the american view which is uh, there's no harm in failure don't put your house on it on the first time around I, I was a single guy at the time so i put my house on it but you know i always figured that i could go about and start again nowadays with my family i probably wouldn't put my house on it um but uh absolutely go for it i think it, you know it, it is when you when you've done your first few years it is very very rewarding and to actually create something and employ people is, is very exciting and 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 yeah, just a good thing to do. So go for it. Brilliant advice. Dominic, thank you so much for being my business shaper today. Just before I let you go, what is your song choice and why have you chosen it? Uh, Jamie Cullum. I'm quite a big fan. I've seen him at a range of venues from, from small jazz clubs to Hampton Court. I really enjoy him. I think he kind of adds quite a nice modern twist to it. It brings a lot of energy to his songs. But actually the one I've, I've chosen is All at Sea. Um, which is a bit of a reflective kind of song, which I quite like. It reminds me of those days where I am a bit lost and alone. And yes, I still have those days very much. Uh, and, uh, you know, my wife is, is a real rock for me, Andrelli. And uh, it reminds me of, of the kind of the support that she brings me when I'm all at sea. Fantastic. Here it is. This is Jamie Cullum and All at Sea. That was All at Sea from Jamie Cullen, the song choice of my business shaper today, Dominic List. An entrepreneur from birth, it seems, super hardworking and someone who in later life has really developed a keen sense of wanting to do the right thing and giving both his time and his money to good causes. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, stay with us because coming up next here on Jazz FM, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.